Hey guys, I'm Chris. Hey everybody, I'm Robert. And we're the Film Flamers. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Here we are, once again, at the start of a brand new year where anything is possible, but more than likely we're just going to be living 2020 all over again. We're clawing our way even further away from 2020. That's how I see it. 2022 felt surprisingly like 2020, though. You know, I feel like 2021 felt more like 2020, and 2022 felt more like 2021 thinking about 2020. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's accurate. (laughs) At any rate, new year, same us. You know, I'm going to be watching you with a lot of side eye this New Year's. Why? Just to see if you're getting any, I don't don't know, to throw the bones and see if... (laughs) (laughs) The bones are shockingly accurate? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I do have that knack. I don't know. No, I have the highest of hopes for 2023. I think it's going to be... See if there's any evil portents. I don't feel it. I don't feel it right now. I felt a, a general rumbling in 2019 on New Year's Eve, right? And then just something happened that night, and I was just like, fuck you guys. And then I was right. <laughs> yeah. But I feel okay. I think 2023 is going to be like a return to form for me, if not the world. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Shall we dive into our comments? Yes, because we don't have any reviews. We don't. We don't have any fucking reviews since October. Has it been that long? Yes. Like an actual iTunes review? Like one of our longest dry spells. Yeah, we're having a serious drought. Yeah. Mm. Go fill our void. But please. that's the only void that's empty because our cup runneth over in multiple other ways. That's true. And I'm happy to have all these other ways. So yes, let's dive into some of these yeah. comments. Our first bout is from our deep dive into Batman Returns. Which I really enjoyed that episode, by the way. Yeah, that was a good episode. But Penelope over on Instagram said, I was kind of shocked with all the exuberance about acting and makeup and score. Then how low y'all rated the film? (laughs) It was funny to get to the end and hear 3.5 rating after going on and on about how undervalued the production was. I had to rewind it back to make sure my ears did not deceive me. And you're right. I think you went went back and updated your score to a four. Yes. And I think, and I've meant to, and I need to go back and update mine to a four. Well, we both said four in the episode, right? I think we said I was waffling, but you already had. Yes. So. So Penelope, to clear that up, it's a four star movie. Yeah, it is. For sure. For sure. And we will continue to go on and on about it. Arnor from Facebook said, it was a really fun episode. Batman Returns was the first Batman movie I saw in the cinema, and it ignited a lifelong fan- fanaticism. I drove my parents crazy listening to the score, and the the Susie and the Banshees song that plays during the costume party has been my favorite song of all time since then. I hold the movie accountable for my wardrobe being 99% black for the last 30 years. <laughs> it made me a little nine-year-old goth boy, and that has never really passed. Oh. See, it was Adam's family values that really made me into a little goth boy, because I wanted to be Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. I was just waiting for someone to comment on my outfit so I could say, is that your overbite? <laughs> I'm sure you've thrown that in there to somebody. It's I also wanted me. to be Catwoman. Uh, I don't know that I've ever wanted to be a goth boy, but a lot a lot of my wardrobe used to be very black, and I hold fat accountable for that. <laughs> Battle Burrito over on Patreon said, I was so young when I saw Batman Returns that I did not remember it at all. I was confused by how absolutely ridiculous this movie, but a Especially Catwoman was. Yes. Both are ridiculous. They are. Indeed. But, but we love them. We do. Bennett over on Patreon said, Robert said he'll probably hear from the folks with connections about past Academy Award winners for makeup. And yes, 
I will contribute to that. I have one disappointing bit of trivia and one surprising one. One, last year, Dune won six Academy Awards, but makeup and hairstyling was not one of them. It lost to the eyes of Tammy Faye, which was also uh, which also won Best Actress for Jessica Chastain. And two, I know you guys don't want to look up when Batman Returns lost Best Makeup to, but you'll be pleasantly surprised to know that the winner was a genuine horror film, Bram Stoker's Dracula. How's that for a genre win? Yes, we are very pleased with that. Yes, yes, we are. And I completely forgot about that fact. Mm-hmm. So, and I knew, like, because like I commented back to him on Patreon after he said, and I was like, of course, I forgot that Tammy Faye won. Well, who can remember a movie per year? You know what I mean? Well, I mean, like last year, everything at the Academy Awards was completely, like, forgotten after that slap. So, I mean, yeah. like, but... <clears throat> like even I knew that Tammy Faye was going to win going into that year, no matter what, mm-hmm. like it was favored to win. It won. I marked it on my ballot. Blah, blah, blah. I can't believe I forgot it. And I love Jessica Chastain. Yeah. So, but Bram Stoker's Dracula, that is a deserved win. But Bennett continued and said, PS funny that Chris mentioned parallels between the penguin as a political figure and Donald Trump. The last time I watched this film was shortly before the 2020 election. I sat my mom down to watch it, telling her it had become strangely relevant. Ditto to penguin. Uh, saying to Catwoman, just the pussy I've been looking for. Access Hollywood tape, anyone? Mm. Yep, exactly. Uh, Those parallels are obvious at this point, I think. The most ridiculous thing about Batman Returns, unrealistic, is not the Nine Lives thing, is not a, you know, traumatized billionaire dressing up as a bat, is the fact that people were actually throwing vegetables at Penguin for saying things like that, because apparently they just vote you for president of the entire nation. Yeah. Typically they do that in real life. But whatever. Anthony over on Facebook said, this synopsis is quite literally killing me. I was peeling hard-boiled eggs and ripped through one because I was laughing so hard. I think it was the part about Max Shrek yeeting Selena Kyle. (laughs) (laughs) I just can't say that word without like snickering. I love the Batman Returns synopsis. It was so good. It's my best work yet. It's so funny. I was laughing my ass off. We need to keep a list of things that we've just, we're responsible for destroying. Like, I think like nearly a laptop or something or... Yeah, Jurassic Park, someone spat at their laptop when we said something. (laughs) Good times. Yeah. Uh, We got some comments from our deep dive into The Nightmare Before Christmas. At Toon BTS Army Marina from Instagram said, I love this movie. I totally agree. You should do a deep dive into Beetlejuice. Such a fun movie. And we definitely will. It's coming. Yeah. Stay tuned. Can't tell you when, but it's Mm -hmm. soon. Ish. Exile Texan over on Patreon said, you two should join the DFW Film Critics Association, (laughs) Black Tie Awards events and hotel ballrooms. Yeah. And we kind of went back and forth on this uh, over on Patreon and I looked it up and you have to have a publication like you have to have like printed publication. So obviously this Critics Association is dying, Mm -hmm. you know, and you have to have a certain amount of like uh, people and stuff. I think we do, but like that's all it is. And so this like I think like 23, like it was like 23 different critics or something like that. And that was it. Yeah, I'm, I don't really need those people in my life. Yeah, so I don't know. And so he said, well, you guys should, if that's all it you know, counts, you should just you know, start your own. We could start a little, we could start our own little network, Critics Association for, for DFW Horror Podcasters or something. So it'd be me and you and... The other requirement is that you actually have to actively watch movies of all genres that are released in the theater and actually like post reviews of them. Which is not really something that we do. No, and it's not something I really want to do. We're kind of adjacent to that, you know, but... yeah. I mean, I eventually so watch like the movies that are like well received, you know, but it takes me a minute. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll get back to you on that. Battle Burrito from Patreon said, if we're talking about hot Disney guys, there is no way that Gaston doesn't make the list. I also might just be revealing my own tastes. Gaston? Gaston. Really? <laughs> Gaston. <laughs> yeah. And they got an actual gay to play him in the live action. That's right. Dracula Untold. Mm-hmm. He is one of our, one of our gays. He is. Uh, Gaston. So this is coming from the same person who was literally talking about like the two hunky devils that he likes too, right? So yeah, I guess you do have a type. It's that barrel chested ne'er do well. Well, he married one, so <laughs> you're not a ne'er do well. I was saying I was barrel chested. <laughs> Dicka, <laughs> you gonna take it? You gonna take Gaston? <laughs> Uh, from our Shooting the Flames episode in December 2022, which was also our 200th episode, at Julian Sparks Murtaugh on Instagram said, I'm hanging on to sanity by a thread woven from this podcast and Starbucks. Intelligent and fucking hilarious. Are you saying like if we miss uh, an episode or if there's like a gap, a couple of gap weeks at any, at any time, you're going to just like lose it? I mean, it's thinly woven. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. But that's awesome. I, I think we got a thing. Yeah, I think we got a voicemail from this person too, and we're we're actively trying to get permission to Use it. play it. So we're gonna at least we're gonna respond to it. But if you hear it, then it'll be in the episode. But check your Insta DMs. Okay. <laughs> well, it'll be too late by the time it's released. We could play it next month though. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. Penelope over on Instagram said, "Happy 200th episode, y'all! I hope to listen to y'all's witty banter for years to come. Right now, I'm just biding my time until the cocaine bear hot take." I'm through. Oh, it's coming. (laughs) (laughs) It is coming. Yeah. Uh, Lisa from Patreon said, Felina loves Princess Buttercup. Oh, I love you too, Felina. Congrats on the 200th episode. Thank you. Hmm. Bennett over on Patreon said, I'm amazed and flattered that evolved bitches has become a phrase on this pod. It wasn't my intention and it's been paraphrased from my original wording, but that's what happens to popular quotes, you know? I'll be throwing around a lot more bitches from now on. Oh, Oh, thank you. Throwing them around, huh? <laughs> yeah, I still want to make that shirt because I think it's funny. Smack my bitch up. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> George sent us an email and he said, Halloween ends? I fucking hope so. Actually, it wasn't really bad if maybe you scrubbed the Halloween title off of it. I digress. Currently writing this as I listened to your 200th and you mentioned it again and remembered that I had this thought. So I had to go back. Funny how this is a two-story suburban house, albeit big, but the staircase inside is a fucking grand mansion. Is that not weird? I know it had to be dramatic fall for the boy from the beginning, but... Yeah, I I emailed him back about this, too, because I thought exactly the same thing. I was like, um, (laughs) this is like a clown car of a house or something. Yeah. But then she actually walks out the front door, and it just looks like... Like, the entrance to this house looks like a normal entrance, but she comes out, and and you can tell that the entrance is, like, 15 feet high. Right. And so it is actually a gigantic house, but you ha- it's like a blanket and you miss it. Yeah. Perspective. Yeah. Um, I didn't notice that. I was too wrapped up in that weird, cute boy. Yeah. The weird, cute one that the movie was about instead, yes. of, instead of Michael Myers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that's correct. Yes. That's what I was more concerned about <laughs> that entire time in that movie. I was just like, I can fix him. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for a project. <laughs> from our deep dive into legend, Penelope from Instagram said, I died. This is the sound of Tom Cruise thinking. <laughs> <laughs> i can't unhear that this will forever be in my mind when i hear this moving forward dead i am dead it was whale sounds right yes. <laughs> 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 
Love it. <laughs> Fucking love it. Uh, from our Shooting the Flames episode way back in May of 2022, Penelope also commented, please, please, please do an M. Night Shyamalan month. After talking about the village, I'm convinced you need to make this happen. Everyone loves to hate him, but I stand by my assertion that, to this day, Signs and Lady in the Water are two of my favorite movies. Devil is great, too. I recently watched Servant and was sufficiently creeped out. I haven't heard of Servant. Uh, Devil is actually very good. I forgot if he just produced or actually directed that. He was the producer, but Devil was excellent. Yeah. Uh, Lady in the Water, I didn't click with it. Yeah, it wasn't for me. Yeah. And so, uh, Signs... It still is a classic, and I'm. I feel like I'm one of the very happy, proud few that actually loves the village. Uh, on my recent rewatch this year, I really, really enjoyed it. Bryce Dallas Howard is a fucking revelation, always, and the music is amazing. Yes, throw the violins really at me, and I'm gonna be happy. But I mean, I feel like if we did an M Night Shyamalan month, plus Sigourney fucking Weaver, we would have to do like the Sixth Sense and the Village, probably. Yeah, to start. Yeah, maybe for sci-fi, we could pair signs with something. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Servant was a TV show on Apple Plus, uh, but I think there's like two seasons at this point. I don't, I haven't, I don't know. I haven't watched it. Okay. I want to. I hear it's good. Yeah. From our deep dive into Death Becomes, or Penelope also commented on Instagram and said, "Quote: I had forgotten where now a warning came from. <laughs> the fun facts had me laughing so hard. So thanks for that. The idea of someone having to get handsy with Meryl to achieve that effect. I'm wondering who broke the news to her and how that went down. Oh, to be a fly on the wall." I forgot uh, the fun fact at this point. I'm sorry. Yeah, someone else had to touch her boobs or whatever. Oh, that's as right. Filled or something like, like that. Pop, pop. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, to, yeah. to make them look like they were blowing up mm-hmm. from underneath. Yeah. Please. They didn't have to explain it to her. Meryl Sheep is down for that shit. Oh, yeah. She's down for a little over the sweater action. <laughs> Under the sweater, as this would have been. I mean, whatever action. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have some questions and such and such. And the first comes from Glazed Donut on Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) My brain goes to really bad places when I see that. Uh, Congrats on your 200th episode. I finally subscribed after I received my first Spotify rap and the Film Flamers was in my top five. I took that as a sign of what I already knew. And that was, I love hearing about horror and horror adjacent films from Chris and Robert in particular. I love to hear others discuss things they are passionate about, especially when I love it as well. I am closing out my 30s soon. Welcome to the club. I still can't bring myself to say the number, but I will spend it watching The Blob from 1988, the first horror film I remember watching and loving. I am fully embracing the horror for this new year because I am fully convinced horror films prepped me for the last six years. I can't wait to see what else the film flamers have in store for the next year. No pressure. Oh, we have plenty in store for the next year. And actually, we're almost going to do The Blob with a thing. But then we like, no, let's do a whole Mm -hmm. who goes there month and do everything that... Well, almost everything that that story has produced, including the thing from outer space or the thing from a different planet or whatever the fuck it's called. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're about to world. deep dive it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't know the title. And um, you got a very short amount of time to get that down. <laughs> thing 1982 and thing 2011 ish. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm not worried. Watch that one again. Well, that's not going to be on Patreon. So well, that's fine. The Blob, though, that remake is excellent. Yeah. Glazed Donut. Good choice to ring in. 40 you can just say 40 it's one of my favorite previews at alamo draft house where they're like um they're asking people in like a funny way to, to shut off their cell phones and to shut the fuck up for the movie uh-huh. so they show that scene from the blob where it's in a movie theater and it just like consumes everyone and it's like you're gonna be quiet or the blob gets you or we release the blob <laughs> or something like that 
It's great. I liked that show when I was a kid, that movie. Mm-hmm. I watched it a lot, actually. George, over an email, said, I am sorry I have not commented earlier on your outtakes. I really thought I had over on Instagram or Patreon messaging, but it was probably in my head. I love them. I absolutely love them. Some of my favorite episodes. My only complaint would be to make them longer. Oh my God. Also, never stop swearing. Oh, I won't. I fucking won't, George. <laughs> well, we were almost going to release one because we usually do as a Christmas present right? on Christmas. But we did not do that this year because we were only like at six or something minutes of outtakes. And so that's good to hear. So we'll keep it at least 10 minutes or, or over. I feel like 15 minutes of outtakes is a little long. So maybe 10, between 10 and 15 is the magic number. I think so as well. Yeah, George, we're just going to wait. <clears throat> Instead of doing it like twice a year, maybe just once until we get like an epic amount of time. We'll just see. We'll see. How yeah, long however long it takes is when we for them to release it. Yeah, but good. That makes me very happy. Thank you for sending that email. I love it when people love our outtakes. Mm-hmm. Bennett also sent us an email. He said, hey, tired bitches. Yes, I said it. I've been meaning to recommend you dedicate a month of deep dives to covering all major versions of King Kong. By major, I'm referring to the original 1933 classic, the 1976 remake, and of course, the 2005 Peter Jackson version. It may or may not tie into your gateway horror theme as well. If you do end up doing a King Kong month, there may be a month of Kong. I'm more than curious to hear your thoughts on the 70s remake with Jeff Bridges and then newcomer Jessica Lange. While it certainly hasn't aged nearly as well as the other versions, it's the one I remember watching multiple times on TV at eight or nine years old. I even watched it before seeing Jurassic Park. Anyway, just some thoughts for you. Ta-ta. Bennett. I think we will. I think we'll do some big monster movies. Um, Actually, the King Kong movie that actually scared me the most was one I saw as an adult, which is the one of the newer ones. I think Brie Larson is in it. And there's like these fucking, they're going through, yeah, Skull Island. They're going through this forest or whatever. And like a lot of the trees end up being spider legs, giant fucking spider legs. Fucking hate spiders. And so that, that, there's that. Yeah. And then there's Peter Jackson's version. There's some wacky anecdotes about that, but definitely the seventies one, like Meryl Streep went out for that, Mm -hmm. you know, famously. And Jessica Lange, like she was told she wasn't pretty enough and Jessica Lange got it, you know? And uh, obviously the 1933 classic inspired a whole, you know, generation of filmmakers, including Peter Jackson, who's, you know, it's his favorite film. And he went on to do Lord of the Rings and, of course, Skull Island. You know, so there's a lot of stuff that we could cover there, uh, big monster movies. So maybe we'll 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 pick the most horror adjacent of them. Uh, Maybe something from Guillermo del Toro in his, you know, kaiju movies or something. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like when it comes to King Kong. My favorite is the 1976 version because it's, it's kind of campy at this point. Right? I love the music and some of like the reveals and stuff and the build up in the original 1933 version. Yeah. To me, when it falls apart is the most famous parts is when it, you know, New York every time for me when can these King Kong movies fall apart or Jurassic Park fucking movies fall apart is when they go into New York or something like that. And it's just oh, like, like scream. It. Yeah. <laughs> um bennett yeah we will make that happen at some point i mean like obviously of course you can't have a horror podcast or even horror adjacent podcast and not talk about king kong at some point you know but beauty that killed the beast yeah i i mean it's been a long time since i've seen any of them except for skull island because i like that one a lot so Mm. i don't know we'll see stay tuned Mm. Hold on to your butts. Hold on. Uh-uh-uh. Because <laughs> Sam Jackson's in Skull Island, too. Not Skull Island. Uh, uh, yes, Skull Island. Mm-hmm. The one with Brie Larson. Yes. Yeah. Peter Jackson's one was not Skull Island. It was King Kong from 2005 or something. Yes. Yes. With uh, I Adrian Brody. Yeah. And 
whatever. Jack Black. Naomi Watts and Jack Black. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Weird cast. What a weird cast. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> you giving Jack Black the Shakespearean line or whatever the fuck? Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> we got some voicemails. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I'm responsible for at least, I don't know, like a fourth of your other country dumb. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm so to be fair, I'm just like listening through all of them. Like some of these I've actually listened to multiple times and I'm just just listening. I'm just re-listening because like especially I think I've listened to Ghost in the Darkness like three times. Um, I must like the sound of my own voice because I've listened to Annabelle like I don't know seventeen times. So I mean, there's some there's something to be said for like rewatchability. I've also like pondered whether like how badly I can mess up your stats by using my local my local local country SIM cards to download various episodes. <laughs> I haven't done it, but I thought about it because you know the nerd in me is like, hmm, fun with stats. So I did actually figure out that the book that Robert had read was Seeds in the Passage. And good on you, Robert, if you're going to pick one, that would be the one that I would have recommended. But um, well, they're all good. So I really did like Monster. Chris had some good recommendations there. And yeah, uh, he's right. I'm totally disappointed that you never read anything that I recommend. Um, but you're like, you're always like, yeah, totally, I'll read anything that you give me. Nah. <laughs> Sorry, I don't hate you for it, though. Um, I've never seen or heard Wicked. Um, I know that kind of makes me like a bad person, I guess. Um, bad musical fan, at least. But um, it's one of those things that I just was like, I read the book and I hated it. Like, so, like, it, it was up there with, like, some other books that I kind of believe that probably should be burned instead of, like, left around for somebody else to read. Um, really didn't like it, the book. So I thought if I was going to ever, you know, watch the musical that it should be like live on Broadway or, you know, something where it's like allegedly supposed to be good because I'm already predispositioned to hate it. Um, fun fact, I've also never seen Rent live. Um, and I realized that everybody who has seen it live dislikes, um, pretty fervently the, uh, movie version, but yeah, I guess I'm an outlier there. Anyways, uh, I know you have so many comments for me and you're going to keep on having them for me because I am like literally listening to at least one, maybe two podcasts a day from y'all and like downloading them. So cut her off because we have a three minute limit. (laughs) (laughs) So that's uh, a warning to anyone is that if you get to about three minutes, you need to hang up and call back so that you can continue. Find a stopping point and then call back. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So yeah, the world downloads, we have quite a a lot. So I really don't think that most of those are from yours, but maybe the variety. I think she sent us that voicemail in Tanzania. So the Tanzania downloads for sure. We can attribute it to (laughs) Penelope. It'll be interesting. I need to go and look. But uh, yeah, Ghost in the Darkness is a great episode, surprisingly. And it's one of our most popular, weirdly. It was a really good episode. I enjoyed yeah. it. I enjoyed recording. I still remember recording that. It was good. I still need to give you Christopher Pike books. Um, well, so I was going through my Facebook rant. Well, no, my Facebook memories were popping up. Right. And do you remember that year that I read like 
50 or 100 fucking books or something like yeah. that. Right? That was my New Year's resolution. It took me all fucking year. Yeah. I read two Christopher Pike books. What was the other one? I can't remember. I need Maybe to it was Saati. Maybe I gave you Saati. No, that doesn't sound familiar at all. Okay. It had like a three word title, but it wasn't Seasons of Passage. Maybe it was Road to Nowhere. Mayhaps. I'll have to look it up. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> but Season of Passage I read and then something else that same year. So I know you let me borrow another one. I need to look that up and see what it is and because this just sparked that fucking memory. Yeah. Um, as far as the book recommendations, I feel very called out and rightfully so. Send him so, a list. So write it down for me or even better, just like put it in my hand or something <laughs> like that. You know what I mean? Like that would be the best way to do it. Or I usually listen to audiobooks, So I have all these credits, Penelope that I need to use. So just next time we're together, I'm just going to hand my phone to you and you just download them to my audible. And there we go. We're right at my disposal. Perfect. Done and done. As far as wicked. Yeah. Who cares? I that heard. fucking book sucks. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I read that book that same year of like the hundred novels read and it was just fucking awful. I'm a hundred percent with you. on that. Yeah. People either love it or they, or they hate it. And most people love it, but you know, I don't want to say which camp I'm in. Cause I don't want to be, you know, vilified for either way. Well, I will go ahead and say that I do not defy gravity. I stay right on the ground and I do not watch Wicked. Same. All right. And same <laughs> goes for Rent With Me. Like, it just didn't stick. But, you know, there's there's thousands of, of gays out there that are just like, how dare you? You should be killed. I used to be one of them. So. But, I mean, after so many times, I'm just like, will you not light the candle? Yeah. And I don't hate them. You know, I just, I just you know. I love musicals. Yeah, me too. Mm. I just, you know, I don't wish it harm. But anyway. But there it is. Yeah. Thanks for the voicemail. Yeah. <laughs> We also got one from Kimberly. Oh, play it. Hey, guys, it's Kimberly. Listen to Shooting the Flame. Um, yes, please please send me a mailing address, any kind of mailing address at this point. I don't care. I will be wise with it. You don't have to worry about me. The electroshock therapy worked really well. Um, I kid. I kid. I kid. Um, anyway, Joe Mazzello, um, was uh, has indeed been in a lot of stuff since Jurassic Park. Um most notably, he was, um, what's his name? John Deacon in Bohemian Rhapsody, one of the musicians, and, uh, he was in the social network as Dustin Moskovitz. So he's turned into quite the hottie, uh, which is weird for me to say, considering I was 16 when Jurassic Park came out, but, you know, whatever. Um, he's a grown ass boy now. Anyway, hope you're doing well. Bye. Yeah, I think he's like close to 40 now. <laughs> Uh, well, that's our age because I, I was mean, just like a year older than him when Jurassic Park came out. <laughs> so, Kimberly, an address has been sent to you, I believe. Yeah. At this point, so um, I'm glad the electro shock worked out. <laughs> uh, but actually, while we were preparing this document today, uh, before I even heard this voicemail, I went to Chris and I was like, "Would you be so kind as to send Kimberly my address, please?" So yeah, but I didn't. I sent her a different address. That's right. Oh, <laughs> it's a mystery address. Don't share it. <laughs> it's the house across the street. We'll be watching as you drop something. <laughs> it's the sewer with the red balloon hanging out. <laughs> we all float there. <laughs> we also got a, a voicemail from Bennett. Okay. Why, hello, tired queens. This is Bennett. I haven't called you in so long because I've been super busy lately, but I thought I'd call you on this Merry Christmas from up here in Mont Rose, Minnesota. By the way, Chris, that's Mount Rose. None of this Mount Rose stuff. Just want to tell you that. Help you out. Okay? Okay. Anyway, having fun up here. But I thought I'd call you as well. To, uh, you're probably well aware that, that our, our dear friend Gladys Lehman had left us, uh, left this earth recently. 
Although I've been super confused seeing all this news where everybody's calling her by some other name. Who is this Kirsty Alley woman? I never heard about this. Was she leaving some, does our friend Gladys leaving leaving some some double life or something? Some folks you just don't know. It's so weird. Anyway, best wishes and Merry Christmas to y'all. Bye. Do people in in Mount Rose say uh, (laughs) y'all? I'm glad he did that. Yeah. Sure. No, that was an amazing voicemail. Thank you. You guys. Love it. Is that what they would say? Gladys Lehman has left us. She has. And I don't know. Like, I I think that we all as gay people have forgotten how fucking mean she was to us, too. (laughs) Like, whenever she died. Hey, I didn't even notice. I didn't even see the news. Really? For like a day. You know, I was just like, I think I texted you like days after it. I was like, Kissy Alley died. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? And then I was just like, wait a minute. Like, she is like some sort of Trump supporting Republican who hates gay people. I was just like, Scientologist. yeah, I'm like, I don't understand why I should be sad. Well, but I do love Drop Dead Gorgeous. She took care of a lot of exotic animals. She probably ate them at some point. <laughs> don't know. <laughs> I mean, anyway, yeah, I guess she'll be missed. I can't help but like her. I mean, just from that one fucking movie. Well, I liked the- her in, like, Look Who's Talking. Oh, and, yeah, I guess. Uh, I liked her in Star Trek, Wrath of Khan. She's in that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was, like, the first one that... In fact, her, the character that Kim Cattrall played in Star Trek Six was supposed to be, uh, but Kirstie Alley didn't come back or whatever, and then, like, that other actress... Was, so it would have played, like, three actresses that made a new character. Hmm. Anyway, whatever. Anyway, she's probably burning in hell. <laughs> Jesus. No, <laughs> she's joined the... Midichlorians or whatever they believe in Scientology. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, wow. We have one more voicemail. Hi, film flamers. Thank you for like saving my sanity. I did mention this on Instagram. My name's Tilly and I'm a huge horror fan. I'm originally from Ireland. I've lived in the States for 10 years. I wanted to ask, why have you not covered Predator? Am I missing something? Um, and I'm just talking about the original Predator and Predator 2. I am not talking about AVP, AVPR, Predators, any other, you know, form of Predator. I just mean the old one. I would love to hear a deep dive because I know you've talked about them, but I think there's so much material there in terms of to think that there were two future governors in that helicopter. Doesn't that tell you something about you asked, like, what Americans want in their leaders. And secondly, the female character. I'd love to hear you talk about this. I love the academic kind of side of things you bring without getting boring. I love the banter, as people say. Oh, my God, they're laughing. I just it love I love it. So if you could talk about Predator and Predator 2, like I say, the other part I'd love you to go into is the story background of Predator and the making of Predator in terms of the uh, what happened to the guy who originally played the Predator, um, which is so tragic. Jean-Claude Van Damme, I don't mean him, I mean the other guy, and uh, what they were doing when they were filming, going to nightclubs, that kind of thing. I just think it's hilarious, but also really interesting. The music, the score, the costume, the effects. And I was terrified. I saw it when I was really young, and I was terrified up as far as you get to see the Predator. Then, of course, it lost some of the terror factor, but Predator 2, I love for different reasons. It's so trashy, it's so colorful, it's got those action. You know, you did such a great job talking about him in the Alien franchise. If you could cover Predator and Predator 2, I would love you even more forever. And then also, one other weird one. Um, I would love you to talk about Cell, which 
yeah, terrible casting. They must have been on acid when they did the casting, but with Jennifer Lopez. I, the visuals, the costumes, the, you know, you talked about Hannibal, the TV series. You talked about the guy getting split into sections where you could see him as a person from a certain angle. What about the horse and bell? I mean, oh, God, that movie is burned. The images that are burned into my retinas, please burn them into your retinas, too, if you haven't already. Anyhow, love you guys. Have a great day. And if you could do some of that, that would be great. If you don't have time, totally understand. Um, bye. Yeah, so I, anyway, uh, I love your accent. You're fucking Irish. <laughs> I mean, I feel so bad now for all my fucking <laughs> Simpsons, like, haughty toes, like, and shit. Well, thank God you're a nice person and didn't like call me out on that bullshit. She might have missed those episodes and never and now she them. Hates and now she hates you. I know. <laughs> Shit. Um, I'm literally just quoting something. Yeah, but she has lived in the States for like 10 years, uh, is what she said at the beginning of the call. But um, she wanted us to uh, watch Predator and Predator 2 and do uh, deep dives of those. And of course, that's part of the plan. Oh, yeah. We always planned on doing Predator and Predator series. I think we just wanted to like tackle Alien first. Mm-hmm. And so that might be in some of our. Uh, future like summer blockbuster segments when we do like june july august uh each year and so those are high high contenders you know Mm. and i'd love to cover prey as well which is the latest in the franchise yeah because she specifically said like not predators right which is one of the more recent ones i wanted to talk about anything i only want to talk about predator predator 2 and and prey Prey. yeah i don't want to talk about anything in between i don't want to talk about avp although we kind of did well we did on patreon Yeah. yeah Um, so, you know, and she also mentioned cell, which of course we have to do a deep dive of Chris and I have been talking about doing cells yeah. since we started the podcast. And I don't know what our fucking holdup is because I think we both like that movie for its visuals specifically. Well, I loved Harsom Singh to yes. begin with. And I have not seen like Cinderella or whatever, cause it's like a random movie he did, I haven't seen it. but I've loved everything else he's done, including I'm trying to still get you to watch like immortals, which is really good. And there's another one that I have. I've only seen the cell. Yeah. So his first one was really fucking good. Was it the call or something like that? Yes, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Or the fall? The fall. The, the fall. fall. Yes. Yeah. I have it on Blu-ray. But Jillian, the cell is coming for sure. Predator and Predator Two have always been on the docket. So um just stay tuned. I mean, like, we're still trying to work out what we're doing in twenty twenty three. Um, but I think that those are really high contenders now that we have finished alien and it's it's sort of like in the same vein and we have always wanted to talk about them. One of my favorite things that she mentioned in that voicemail though, is the fact that two future governors were in the helicopter in that movie, like riding at the same time. And I was just like, that is something very interesting to talk about. And I cannot wait for, For for these episodes. So also, um, we really loved your voicemail. So if you would give us permission, we would love to play it and we'll do it on the next shooting the flames. If you miss the editing deadline. So yeah. we have new patrons. Oh my God. We do two of them. Glazed donuts <laughs> <laughs> is a <the> film flamer. <laughs> And Mimi Hunter has joined at the Firestarter level. So welcome, both of you. Welcome. Very, very welcome. But we also have to shout out our patrons who are at the Film Flamer tier or higher over on Patreon. And they are. Kimberly. Yes, she was a Film Flamer. Yeah. Well, she is a new film, Inferno, which is pretty much, I think that's the highest we've ever had. Yes. Right. And so, you know, we owe her a custom recording of her choice. Oh, and I promise in your honor to watch Jacob's Ladder. <laughs> he needs to. Jacob's Ladder is so good. And we wish you and your one-eyed Pazuzu well. 
always. Kimberly, you are one of our favorite listeners. Your voicemails are always so funny. Prolific and, comments, prolific yeah. uh, voicemails, a lot of yeah, private messages and public messages, and we just love you. So, I mean, she comments on Patreon. She comments on like other social medias. She's one of the few people who leaves us comments on fucking TikTok. You know what I mean? And yeah. so like, she's always, she's been there for a long time. Yeah. We're happy about this. So mm-hmm. thank you very, very much. We really appreciate that, that jump. And we also have to mention Ashley. That's right. And Ben. And Glazed Donut. <laughs> Lisa. Penelope. And Wall Stretch. But especially... Kimberly. Especially Kimberly. Horror news. We got some news. <laughs> I don't I don't know how fucking um interesting it is, but we have some some headlines to talk about. So we can start with there's an adult animated series called Velma, which is getting a January 2023 premiere date over at HBO Max. And this is sort of an origin story of Velma from Scooby-Doo. An origin story, so not like like later years or something? No, so it's supposed to be, it's retconned a little bit, I think, but it's supposed to be before she joins Mystery Inc. And it's very meta, right? Okay. So like there's a trailer where like she's writing um, an angry letter to HBO Max because they're making a origin story series of Judy Jetson and she's like complaining about it. And then she gets a call about a serial killer inside her house. So it's very scream. Right. Okay. So it's all about like Velma's obsession with solving crime and solving mysteries before she joins the Scooby gang. See, I'd rather see like adult Wednesday, you know, now adult Velma, like not later, like, you know, adult Velma is like an actual jaded. And shit. And, yeah. And like yeah. jaded and alcoholic or something, you know, like I wanted these stories, but they keep like, going backwards and it's like stop well this looks very very adult so i mean yeah we'll see i mean i it's hbo max okay. it looks like it's cool animation like and funny and plus i fucking love scooby-doo so. yeah next up james cameron comments on the direction he'd like to see the future terminator franchise take and i mean like we know that james cameron right now is very very busy he's a busy boy right yeah he's got about 50 avatar sequels that's right coming out and but it looks like they just crossed the billion mark with uh avatar way of water so someone deserves an apology i'm not apologizing for that yes someone does deserve an apology it's me from james cameron himself <laughs> <laughs> for even making me think about having to watch that movie i and you know what that's a separate comment we, we will talk about that later on um but <clears throat> he took time out of his busy avatar schedule to do an interview, obviously. And someone asked him where he would like to see the Terminator franchise go. And he said that if he were making another Terminator movie, he would not focus so much on like crazy robots going bad, but more on the AI side of things. Right. So well, yeah. like Skynet and whatnot. I'm like, well, that seems logical. Yeah. How has the conversation, you know, evolved with current and future technology as, you know, through the 2022 lens versus from the, you know, 1980 lens. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that would be a very interesting modernization that James Cameron would be more than capable of doing. Well, and did he directed, did he direct a recent Terminator movie? No, he helped with the story okay. of, of the latest. Maybe that helped it. with it. I mean, I don't think he's going to be directing any more Terminators anytime soon. No, I don't think so. So, but I mean, like, that's an interesting tidbit. I if guess. he does Aliens again or Terminator again, if he returns to a franchise, it'll be probably about eight to 10 years from now. God, I could be dead. <laughs> He could be dead. <laughs> he could be dead. We could all be dead. We could all be dead. 
Uh, we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. And finally, uh, we have to say rest in peace to uh, Ruggiero Deodato, who was the very infamous director of Cannibal Holocaust. He has passed away at 83 years Did old. Did he ever do anything else? Yeah, he's done a whole bunch of like shocking, like italian giallo-esque movies he has some things in the 80s that were really good like dial help i really liked just kind of like trashy slashery right but cannibal holocaust like is one of those movies that people remember when they see it it cost a big fucking stink when it came out like he was taken to court because they thought that he actually killed these people yeah he told the actors to lay low for a year right and so i mean like in their contracts or something yep i mean like pulling stunts and making movies that are hard hard to watch i mean because there's actual animal violence and shit in that so i mean people draw the line i happen to like cannibal cannibal holocaust a lot but it is a shocking shocking movie and just something that i feel like horror fans should see at least one time in their life i've never seen it and i just get that blair witch vibe where it's like so infamous around everything surrounding the movie is infamous Mm -hmm. and better than the actual movie itself because to me to this day blair witch is still a pile of shit yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Blair Witch. Cannibal Holocaust is good. It doesn't, it doesn't, I mean, because for like shock value, you know what I mean? Like it's really fucking violent and it looks real and like it's just off-putting or whatever. It's just like. But is it like good or yeah. entertaining? I mean, like there's yeah. shock value, but it, you know, I hate to use the term torture porn, you know, but if there's an actual story there that supports it, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's like found it's like found footage before found footage was a thing. If there's a meaning know. ascribed to it, like, is there a meaning ascribed to it? Otherwise, it's just a oh no, it's just violence. Eyes. I mean, see, okay, but I mean, like, it's not as off putting as like a fucking Serbian film. You know what I mean? Which I will never see. Yeah, and that's wise. It's a wise choice. Yeah. Cannibal Holocaust. I mean, like, I think you'd be okay with it. Yeah, it's good to watch this at least one time to say I have watched this like piece of like horror history but i mean i know that he's very popular in the horror community like eli roth is a huge fan of him and so like he will be missed for sure i do want to see um come and see which is supposed to be one of the best movies ever made and i still have it on blu-ray i bought it in boston and i still haven't fucking watched it was that fucking the actual holocaust movie uh it's during world war ii but it's not about the holocaust mm. it's about everything on the like the eastern Bloc and what was happening there but it's like one child's perspective of it going through it, moving through it. Yeah, it just seems really devastating. But it's not like talked about in the same way like Serbian film or Hannibal. You know, it's it's there's a huge meaning to it. Mm-hmm. Like there, it's all there. The heart and humanity's in it. You know, I need a buddy. I need a buddy to see it with. Why do you do this to me, Demi? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll watch it eventually. One day when I'm like super sad and already like just devastated, we'll just put that on and I'll cross <laughs> some line and then drink a bunch. Okay. <laughs> Coming soon. First up, we got The Pale Blue Eye, which is on Netflix on January 6th. And uh, this is an Edgar Allan Poe movie uh, that stars Gillian Anderson and Christian Bale. So it's all about a series of murders that are happening at West Point. Yeah. And Edgar Allan Poe was a cadet. Yeah. And so it might have been something that like, um, I don't know if he wrote about it or if he was just involved with it. And that maybe like inspired him in his, some of his writings. Possibly. I don't know. It seems, it seems interesting. This actually seems almost like Oscar bait a little bit. Spoke the Raven. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Nevermore. <laughs> quaff. Oh, quaff. <laughs> Take thy beak from out my heart. <laughs> and take that farm from off my door. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd watch this. I like I like period shit, you know, plus Gillian Anderson. I love Gillian Anderson. For the win. And it's a stacked cast, actually. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, yeah, I think we'll be checking this out. But we've also got There's Something Wrong with the Children, which will be out on Paramount Plus and, and in theaters simultaneously January 17th. And this movie looks good creepy and they're good. using music from the empty man which makes it seem kind of cthulian a little bit and some of the visuals and mm-hmm. some of the, some of the things that are happening in the trailer kind of reminds me of that yeah so i'm very intrigued to see the day and date release kind of doesn't give me confidence but yeah i don't know i mean it's blumhouse so i mean they they put out like a bajillion movies every single year <laughs> <laughs> we're so helpful on this podcast <laughs> informative uh, but then we also have a trailer for uh, a trailer for a movie called Infinity Pool, which is the new film by Brandon Cronenberg, and it's coming out to theaters on January the twenty seventh. That's right, and it, this looks really good. But so did um, Possessor. P- Possessor, yeah. And I'm not. I'm still in the fence with Possessor. I was disappointed by Possessor. My like, husband really liked it. Oh, really? I was looking forward to it a lot, you know. And maybe I should rewatch it. It just gets a little artsy. You know, but yeah, this movie just looks incredibly bizarre and I am okay with that. I mean, like his movies, just like his dad's are kind of like weird and sexy and gross or yeah. whatever. And so like, I'm, I'm cool with it. Plus it's got a scars guard. It does. And Mia goth and Mia fucking goth being crazy again. I know she's just like, she's crazy become shit. amazing horror royalty at this point. Just in like one year. Yeah. I mean, she's just like, well, I mean, she was in Suspiria and then like. Just in this collection of years, she's been in like three or four classics already. Like oh, yeah. I, she will go down as like a well-known, like remembered horror actress, I think. And I think, I mean, like her look goes with that and her, her vibe in general, but she's just good. I'm a star! These really weird like horror performances. So, uh, yes. Yes, yes. After that, we were given a treat of 65, which is going to be in theaters on March the 10th. And it stars Adam Driver. It really does. And our next movie is... <laughs> no, it's a, it's a big tentpole sci-fi. I, I like that they're doing original stuff. Yeah. It seems original. I don't know if it's based on like a graphic novel or like a different thing. It seems like there's other movies like... Um, I think Will Smith had something... Uh, come out that's kind of like this with this after earth or something like that something like that this is 65 meaning 65 million years ago so it's really high fucking concept yes right they're seeding human life on the planet they're fighting dinosaurs it's crazy and it's just like sometimes these movies collapse under the weight of their high concept right it's just like someone like came up with it like in the shower and then they fill up the movie so i don't know this could be like studio you know uh just trying to like come out with something, but I like that it's original. It's not a franchise, which is rare these days for, for big temple stuff. So I kind of want to like support it, but I'm kind of wait and see because the trailer is like, I don't, I'm just not sure. Yeah. I mean, can Adam driver hold this movie on his shoulders? And I'm not sure that he can when he's not divorcing Scarlett Johansson. And that's exactly what I was just about to say is that like, I feel like, Adam Driver is, I mean, like, he's jumping back and forth between, like, tentpole, which is really just, like, Star Wars, right? To, like, being an indie darling. And I'm like, it's a weird, weird year when he's in all these, like, indie films and having movies that are shown in Cannes and things like that. And then we get a trailer, like, 65. And I'm like, I don't understand what his, his career is going. And I just don't feel that he has the kind of like staggering drawing power also, to bring in a box office like that. When you're like basically alone and you're like one of the only actors in a in a movie. Yeah. You know, I feel like you have to have either like really pretty or really interesting face. And he's kind of an interesting face. He's certainly not pretty because every time I look at him, I think of Margaret Hamilton. 
Do you see it? Yes. <laughs> no, I'll never see it. And your little dog, too. <laughs> I mean, yes. He's very wicked witchy. <laughs> Both in appearance and like demeanor. Yeah, I mean, I just don't. I don't. I don't think I like him. You know what I mean? And that's that's an awful thing to say. But I'm not talking about him as a person. I'm talking about him as an actor. Like I just don't. Yeah. I don't care for him when he's on screen. They could have some nobody up there, and you know, and it would be fine. Yeah, you know, it's just, like this is a this is an effects. He's an amazing movie. actor. Yeah, he's a he's a good actor. I just some sort of mismatch is happening in my brain when I'm seeing this trailer with him. I mean, some sort of Sorry. mismatch happens in my room when I see him in lots of movies. Like we were talking about earlier, I really only like him when he's divorcing Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> like if he's not doing that, I don't want to watch the movie. Every time he's not divorcing Scarlett Johansson, I kind of lose interest. I mean, if he were divorcing Scarlett Johansson 65 million years ago, I'd be like, yes. I certainly don't like him when he has a lightsaber. No. I only watched that first one of those movies, too. Well, good for him. you. I mean, because... I don't like I'm him. not going to be chasing after you with those sequels. Thank God. Because, I mean, he was moody as fuck in that shit. Why do you think? I feel like he's like that in real life. Probably. I don't know. No. I don't know. We'll stop trashing anyway, him. Yeah. Anyway, go he's see a, this movie or not. He's an amazing actor. Uh, moving on. All right. Finally, Scream 6. In a city of millions, no one can hear you scream. This comes in the theaters March 10th. <laughs> the same day as 65. Oh, no. They just pushed back 65. I oh, saw that. Yeah. Because it, it doesn't want to compete with Scream 6. So uh, 65 has been pushed back a little bit. Okay. I guess. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of here for this. Little it's teaser. a good trailer. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, but again, it's like high concept. You know, it's like, what if we did Scream? But it's in New York. On I mean, Halloween. I will say, though, I mean, like, Jason Takes Manhattan is a really good movie. <laughs> so, I mean, I feel like when they change locations to Manhattan, I'm just like, yeah. So, or not. Yeah. I just like, I just like the Scream movies. It's fine. I don't really like Jenna Ortega at this point. It, they could knock it out of the park. Maybe it just needs some fresh air. And I think maybe hopefully they can get some smoggy, foggy New York air in there, if not fresh. So I mean, but Dewey's dead. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. You know what I mean? So we've lost Dewey. And then um, they can't pay Sidney Prescott enough. To which is it. stupid. I hope to God. That kind that, of pisses me off. That's kind of what soured me on the, the whole thing. And I agree. And I think a lot of the fan base feels the exact same way. Right. Because like Sidney Prescott is fucking Scream. And um, while her character is still alive, she should be in Scream movies. If she I, was written to be in it, pay her to be in it. Mm-hmm. But if she's not written to be in it, that's fine. Take it in a new direction, new cast. Why do these killers have to go on this fucking chain? Yeah, you but know, Courtney Cox is going to be back. So it's like, come on. So she I, makes kind of sense because she's a journalist. You know what I mean? I kind of feel like that there's going to be like the rug pulled out from underneath us. And we've all been like punked all year long when they were filming this. And really, she's in the fucking movie no. or whatever. No. I mean, you don't think it's so? It's bad publicity. Oh, I mean, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like that's something that's some bullshit that people would There's do. Nev Campbell fans that are not going to go see the fucking movie because of this news. The Scream fans will go see this movie, whether Nev Campbell's in it or I not. Can, yeah, I guess. I mean, and Wednesday, Wednesday fans will, which oh, is sure. shockingly popular. And I caught bits and pieces of that yeah. was on the background. So Jenna Ortega will have a draw of her own now. Well, and she was an ex. I mean, like she's she's making a horror name for herself too. So, okay. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's good, good for her. But like always, all of these news items and trailers will be posted in our show notes. So click on those links, watch them, read the articles, and tell us what you think about them. 
Well, guys, I think that about wraps up this Shooting the Flames. So if you do have any other recommendations for news or trailers, let us know. Send them to us. That's right. You can do that on social media at The Film Flamers on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram and TikTok. You can email us at tiredgreens at filmflamers.com or call our hotline 972-666-7733. Dive into my infinity pool. (laughs) And leave a glazed donut. <clears throat> anyway, I think that's about all we got for that segment. <laughs> uh, we didn't have any new reviews on this shooting the flames, and we want them. We want to end that drought. So head over to Apple Podcasts or iTunes and leave us a five star review and why you like us, and we'll read that on the next shooting the flames. Or if you listen on other platforms, you could leave us reviews on Spotify. You can send us a DM. At least a rating. I think it's a rating on Spotify. Yeah. So um, do all those things. Well, next week we've got The Thing from, from Another World, another world mm-hmm. from 1951. 1951. And then uh, the following week will be The Thing from 1982. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get confused now, y'all. <laughs> and I think we're going to drop some sort of year-end review, which we do every January or February. That's right, per usual. And uh, over on Patreon, we're going to be doing the prequel 2011 The Thing. Ugh. Yeah, let's just get that out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's a really awesome month. We've been wanting to do the thing since before we ever started this podcast. So, And I think by the time that we record that episode, the thing from another world will be the oldest movie we've ever covered on the podcast. Possibly as certainly for a deep dive. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. Mm. But if you are looking forward to that thing, remake, prequel, whatever it is, head over to patreon.com slash the film flamers to join the family. Just like everyone that we read uh, their names today, you can get all the bonus content that we have. There's a lot, like over 70 episodes at this point. So go join the family and leave us all the comments and questions that we can read on next month's Shooting the Flames. Yeah, I'm foreseeing a lot of polls in our future in 2023 that our patrons are going to be able to take to tell us what to watch. That's right. So... Join the family. And do that. Well, Chris, I think it's just about time uh, that we all go dive in the infinity pool. And leave a glazed donut. That's right. <laughs> Let's get soaking wet. And Let's have some... get soaking wet. <laughs> <clears throat> and have some sweet, sweet dreams. Glazed donut. <laughs> I hope to God that means what I think it means because I'm like, that's all I can see now. I don't see an actual pastry, which I probably should because I'm such a fat boy. Y'all don't even want to know what I see. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Don't look it up.